people think that healthy eating is about restriction and taking things away and not being able to enjoy the good things in life. But it's like, no, really, like we can include more foods and eat a healthy diet. Um, And that's so much more enjoyable. Being the mom you want to be doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about building healthy self-care habits, overcoming mindset roadblocks, and finding support. Welcome to Habit Maker Mama. It's the go-to podcast for busy moms who want to care for themselves. I'm your host, Heather Kerwin, and I'm a mother of three, pilot wife, and physician assistant. Together, we are going to redefine self-care so you can be the mom you want to be. Let's transform how you care for yourself starting right now. Fad diets and extreme weight loss apps are common for many moms to try in an effort to feel better in our own skin. Unfortunately, this often leaves moms feeling disappointed and riding an emotional diet roller coaster. Instead, we can care for our bodies and minds by developing a healthy relationship with food, by learning how to trust hunger cues, develop food inclusion, and say bye-bye to perfectionism. Our guest today is going to share with us all about how we can do that. Katie Moore is a registered dietitian who helps busy moms and women create healthy habits that are practical and sustainable for everyday life. It's her mission to help women develop a healthy relationship with food so they can feel their best. Katie was born and raised in West Virginia, but now resides in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, where she has a virtual nutrition coaching business, Motherhood Nutrition. Her vision for her business evolved right after she had her daughter, Evie. Realizing the challenges of staying healthy while being a busy working mom, Katie wanted to help others stay healthy through their motherhood journey as well. Hi, Katie. How are you? I am so excited to have you here today to uh, share with us all about how we can develop a healthy relationship with food for self-care. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it is just such a thrill to have a nutrition guru here with us um, so we can learn from you and to just really hear your perspective on um, a relationship with food and how that really ties into self-care. So I'm excited to kind of hear from you. But first, since I know so many of uh, the, the listeners are probably meeting you for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Katie Moore. I'm a registered dietitian and owner of Motherhood Nutrition, where I help busy moms and women create healthier habits that are actually practical and sustainable for everyday life. Um, So I received my bachelor's and master's degree in dietetics from Marshall University. Um, And after schooling, I moved to Pittsburgh, and that's currently where I live with my husband and my two-year-old daughter, Evie. So we typically, if I'm not working, we're typically out and about, outdoors, um, hiking, doing things like that. That's amazing. What's the um, hiking like in Pittsburgh? Is there lots to, to find? You have to drive a little bit out. There is some, but you have to drive a little bit, but the mountains are close and those are really pretty and there's a lot of good hiking and a lot of good views too. That's amazing. I love that you um, take Evie with you. I feel like it can sometimes be challenging to get, you know, a two-year-old out for a, a hike and a walk, but it ends up being a really nice thing once you kind of get that initial ball rolling. 
Definitely. And I think it's something that's so important to me too. Um, nothing against my parents, but I didn't really do that growing up. And I want her to be able to remember these experiences of like being outdoors and health and doing fun things. So that's amazing. Um, so you're obviously very well credentialed. You know, you told us about the um, uh, the diplomas that you have, you know, coming from your nutrition background. Tell me a little bit, though, what um, really started your journey to starting Motherhood Nutrition? Um, and, and where did this kind of passion evolve to learn more about nutrition and, and developing those healthy habits? Yeah, definitely. So um, it's kind of funny. So before having my daughter, you know, obviously I was in the health and wellness space. I felt good about nutrition and healthy living and meal planning and exercising and like all of the things. But it was after I had her and I saw how challenging it was just with recovery from birth and the postpartum period and then trying to return back to work full time. So honestly, it is a challenge and it kind of hit me hard. So it took me a minute to be able to find like a good rhythm again and to find a schedule and develop, you know, new habits that are going to be different than pre-baby, you know, trying to incorporate those things into my life. So I know that that was just a challenging time. And I feel like I know that other women and moms are struggling with this as well. So it's something where I wanted to be able to provide that support to other women. And I also think it is just so empowering for women to know about nutrition, to be able to make these small changes that really just add up in our life changing and to be able to develop a healthy relationship with food. And it doesn't have to be just like dieting and restricting, like there can be like this good, happy medium and balance in life. So I wanted to be able to help other people and support them, you know, throughout their journey as well. I can connect with you so much on that idea of having all of your pre-baby habits. And then once baby comes, it's all of a sudden all about baby and your own habits are just out the window completely because you have so many new routines and triggers and things that really drive new habits to be built. And it can be so easy to just kind of put yourself on the wayside or just really not know how to kind of transport those pre-baby habits into ones that work with baby now in tow. Um, so I can totally understand that. You know, we just had number three and I'm finding myself like really trying to just start from ground zero and remind myself that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and I'm going to baby step this, especially now with three little ones kind of all around. Um, so I, I totally relate to that. And I love that motherhood nutrition was born out of, um, you know, your experience. Cause you can obviously say, Hey moms, I've been there. I know what it means to have gone through this. So that's really incredible. Now, what does self-care mean to you? Because I'd like to kind of, you know, have, um, everyone listening, kind of get an idea of, of how this will, um, extrapolate into the healthy relationship. So tell us what self-care means to you. Yeah, definitely. So I think just in general, there's, multiple layers of self-care. And I think that there's 
like mental and physical aspects of self-care. So there's things like, you know, the fun things like getting a manicure and getting a massage and things like that. But there is like also other things and things that are more like related to your health and kind of on a deeper level, mental, mentally, like things like meditation and just getting fresh air and getting outside and just taking care of yourself, having a good relationship with food and in yourself and your body as well. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think that um, in my opinion, marketing has kind of sold us on, you know, what we should think self-care is. And don't get me wrong. I love a massage. I love getting my nails done, but it's just so few and far between that I really get to do those things. Like a massage ends up being once a year if I'm lucky and, you know, nails every couple of months. Like, I I wish I could do it more. It's just not really in the time limits of everything going on. So I really feel like these daily actions and habits and routines that we build really are truly the foundation of self-care. And those additional ones that marketing has sold us on are more icing on the cake and the cherry on top when we get to do those ones. Um, So I'm glad to hear that that's kind of the same way that you feel about them. And that there is, you know, multifaceted areas, physical and mental. Okay, let's put it together then. How does nutrition play a role in self-care? And um, what are kind of the benefits of a healthy relationship with food? Yeah, definitely. So I think there's the things that most people think about, just like eating a healthy diet, exercising, um, drinking enough water, stretching, those sorts of things, which are all important. But I also think there's this deeper level whenever it comes to nutrition and self-care and caring for yourself. And I think that that's about having a good relationship with food. So not like feeling bad or guilty about the foods that you eat, really like finding a balance and eating foods that feel good to you and also like foods that you enjoy that make you feel your best. And I say that because sometimes that can look different all of the time. And sometimes that can mean eating a salad because that feels good to you, but also that may mean eating ice cream because that feels good to you. Like there's different things from for how you're feeling and it's gonna vary from day to day as well. Um, And I also think too, which I know we kind of touched on this, but also prioritizing yourself. So being a mom, you know, sometimes you just get the scraps off the plate. It's just like the the crust of the sandwich. Like that you sometimes like you are not prioritizing yourself. And like, I am guilty too. I mean, it just happens sometimes, you know, or sometimes it's like, okay, kids have soccer games, football games, and you end up skipping dinner. You're just not putting yourself, you're making yourself a priority. So really prioritizing your nutrition just as much as you do for your kids. I think that that's a big aspect of self-care and having a good relationship with food. So absolutely. Um, I have a funny story about the scraps on the plate. So you're going to die with this one, Katie. Um, So the other day, my um, husband was kind of in charge of putting lunch plates together. So he made the kids their food, which was awesome. And I was nursing the little one. And so I came down kind of at the end of the lunchtime and I asked my husband, I said, oh, 
were you able, can you, can you make me a plate real quick? And he goes, oh, well, look at Eric, Eric didn't finish it. Then there's some scraps here. You can just go ahead and eat that. I'm like, no, I would like my own plate of food, not just the slobbery leftovers. <laughs> he was like, oh, well, I just thought it would be easy to use. I'm like, I know. I appreciate that. It was so funny. I was dying of laughter. I was like, no, I want my own plate. <laughs> oh, it's like you're making a sandwich with the heels of the bread. And <laughs> it's sad. I'm like, no, we need better. We need better. Yes, yes, 100%. And, you know, that that um healthy relationship kind of being able to say like oh i i feel like a salad today or i feel like ice cream today that can be really difficult for you know especially women who have maybe grown up with diet culture or have you know learned over time oh the newest diet bad diet is is going to be the answer this time and there are a lot of mindset shifts that kind of come along with that, what have you seen kind of when working with clients about that really emotional self-care of shifting the mindset from, you know, fad diet to healthy relationship? How does that work for people? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think it, it definitely varies. And I think to, this is just from, you know, my, my, um, like perspective, but I think too, it's like our generation is learning so much more. And I think that women want more. I think that they are, a lot of people are realizing, Hey, these diets aren't working. They're not serving me. They're not sustainable. So for a lot of people, once they come to me, like they want more of a balanced, sustainable way of living and thinking about food. So, so we do work on different types of mindset shifts to think more about health and nutrition in a balanced way, not like an all or nothing way of thinking. It's like this balance, knowing things aren't going to be perfect all all the time. Yeah, that's huge. Knowing things are not going to be perfect all the time and giving yourself some grace in knowing that you don't need to have a salad every day to be quote unquote healthy, that a nice variety of foods defines what health is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, how would you be able to know if you do have an unhealthy relationship with food? I think if it's kind of something you've grown up with for your whole life or, or whatever in your young um, kind of adulthood, that it would be really hard to kind of recognize that, you know, this is something that's maybe not the best, that there is a better way to do it. How, how would you know if you have an unhealthy relationship? Yeah. So that's going to look a little bit different for everyone. Everyone's experiences are different. Um, a couple, a few things um, that I see come up often, um, one of which is often restricting food. So feeling like you constantly have to restrict and it kind of goes along with how we were talking about just diet culture and chronic dieting and things like that. So it's like diet culture leads us to believe that restricting foods in order to lose weight and quote, be healthy, like that is what you have to do. And it's like, in reality, that's, it's, you don't have to do that. You can, you can live, you can eat in a healthy way and not constantly have to restrict food or restrict foods, period. Um, so if you are finding yourself 
always thinking about, hey, what's a lower calorie option? Or I can't eat this because it doesn't fit into my macro goals. Or this isn't part of the diet plan, but I really want it. Then this is kind of that state of restriction. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's kind of like indicates like, hey, like there is an alternate way of thinking about food and living and eating. So that would be one thing is restricting foods. Um, Another thing would be to feel guilty about eating certain foods or guilty about overeating. Um, Because like, yes, like, like it can come up multiple different ways. And one of which could be like, let's say you overate and you physically didn't feel good. So like you kind of like felt you felt bad about it. And but in reality, like that's going to come up at times, there can be ways to navigate that. But like, you shouldn't have to feel bad or guilty about that. Um, And another thing about feeling guilty about eating certain foods. So sometimes foods get labeled as being quote, good or bad or quote, healthy or unhealthy. When in reality, it's that's not the case. It's not the case at all. It's just food nourishes our bodies in all different types of ways. It's not necessarily good or bad. It just it works differently in your body. So if you're feeling bad or guilty, it can be really helpful to work with a professional because again, it doesn't have to be like that. Um, so that's, that's kind of another thing that comes up is like feeling guilt or shame when it comes to eating food. Those are really helpful to point out um, that restricting and feeling guilty. I personally, you know, really struggled with my relationship with food for a long time when I was kind of in that younger um, college type age where, you know, for me, it was a lot about kind of body image and, you know, wanting to fit a certain mold of what I thought, you know, quote, perfect looks like and, and what I would see on magazines and other people, et cetera, et cetera. And that was me to a T, you know, trying to kind of you know, take certain foods away because they weren't good for me, uh, you know, according to something and, you know, feeling guilty if I had a scoop of ice cream, things like that. And um, so much of that was driven by that kind of weight loss desire, because that was the end goal that I wanted to have. But like you said, wasn't sustainable at all and wasn't enjoyable even slightly, you know, totally just always thinking about what the choice of food would be and whether that was good or bad. And um, once I finally really with becoming a mom is what helped change that for me because I didn't have time to be thinking about food all of the time. Um, And I just started to enjoy eating in a better way and viewing it as self-care to kind of change that relationship. It became so much more um, enjoyable and truly sustainable. And my um, physical body also became much healthier because I wasn't constantly coming off of this yo-yo with things of restrict, not restrict, and, you know, uh, whatever else came along with that. So um, I really can say that I personally, you know, kind of relate to this topic and um, think that it's so vital and such a, uh, a wonderful resource that you're offering Um, to moms to help change this relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you see um, body image connecting with the relationship with food for um, many women? Is that kind of a tough area to kind of, you know, uh, take those two apart and say, hey, let's not worry so much about the um, how we're looking and, and, you know, how that relates to food? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And it 100% connects. Absolutely. Because it's like if you're in that state of always wanting to lose weight or just do a habit to change your body to look a certain way, then it's it's like you said, it's not going to be sustainable. And really that drive and motivation isn't there. So if like your motivation, your reason for doing a habit is like just to lose weight or change your body shape, that's not going to be sustainable. It's, it's deeper than that. It's how, how you feel with that healthy habit. So it goes really, really deep, very much. So connects with body image and how you view yourself because truly like your weight may change, but it's really about how you view yourself and being happy and content with your body, no matter what stage of life you're in. I love that so much because, um, you know, just recently having been pregnant and now in the postpartum stage, I, um, for me very much maintained my, um, kind of movement habits. So I liked to walk every day and then do a little bit of strength training. And as I was doing it during pregnancy and then now into postpartum, I kept thinking, you know, I'm not doing this because I want to lose weight. I'm gaining weight because that's what you're supposed to do in pregnancy. That's, that's healthy. And to me, it's just fully enjoyable to go out for a nice walk, to eat a nice plate of, you know, wide variety of choices here to do these things because it makes me feel good, not because I'm trying to have a certain, you know, body structure, body, um, you know, goal. And um, I love to hear you say that because it just really relates to me with habits. You know, we do them because they feel good. They give us that dopamine and we like to keep doing them. Um, and that really is what lays that foundation to keep doing them. So I did them in pregnancy. Now I'm doing them in postpartum because they felt good, not for any other reason. Um, so I just love that that is in there. And I'm imagining what you really kind of tell your clients and teach them about how a habit works. Yes, yes, 100%. I love that you mentioned that about like you do it because it feels good to you. And, and that's it. I, I think a lot, like I get asked about like motivation and people say like, I just don't have the motivation to do it. And I'm like, but it's because it's not, it's a feeling. Like I love the feeling of doing those things, like getting outside and taking a walk. It makes it so much easier whenever you, whenever you find like that good feeling and like you find freedom with food, like it's a really freeing feeling. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of people um, maybe say, oh, but I just, I don't like walking. It doesn't feel good. Or I don't like exercising or something, or I don't enjoy eating healthy or things like that. And um, I think it, it comes a lot down to, well, maybe we just need to try a different way. Maybe walking you don't love, but maybe you love dancing or maybe you don't like bell peppers, but you love tomatoes. You know, maybe we need to just try to find something different um, that would fit that, you know, enjoyment factor for you. Just because someone else enjoys it doesn't mean you have to enjoy it. Yes, absolutely. It is not it is not a one size fits all. You can make so many different things work in your life. Don't try to be a runner if you don't love running. Like don't don't try to like don't try to eat these vegetables if, you know, like you said like a bell pepper if that's not what you really want. It's just that makes it not enjoyable and it kind of even makes you feel like resentful towards towards that habit if you're not really enjoying it. Totally. And 
um, people probably see, you probably see in your clients quite a bit, you know, once that ball gets rolling, once they kind of start doing something and then sustain it for a little bit, that they truly change their identity and they enjoy things that maybe they didn't once enjoy, that they used to really dislike, I don't know, some form of exercise and some form of eating. And then once they really take those baby steps and build that momentum that they say, wow, this is amazing. I actually like how I feel now because I'm fueling myself well and I'm doing the basics in a really good way. Yes. It's like that snowball effect. It happens with health and nutrition and just healthy habits. It just continues to build. You feel good. You build up that momentum and you can just keep going with it. And it makes things in life just so much more enjoyable. Totally. It's that that first step that can sometimes feel hard and sometimes overwhelming. And instead, just lower that lower that bar down so you make it really easy to just start and then you can overcome that, you know, um, big snowball. If you tried to push the huge snowball down the hill, it'd be really hard. But if you started with a baby snowball, it'd probably get there much quicker and much more easily. Yes, that's it. I think people try to take on too much at once and try to flip everything around. And it's like, no, we just want to start with one thing at a time and and grow on that. Just continue yes. Yes. Amazing. So then, okay. We've kind of said, uh, if you feel like maybe you're having that unhealthy relationship, you're restricting a little bit, um, you're feeling guilty. What would be a few tips to start to develop that healthy relationship? Where could we make some changes? Yeah, for sure. So I have um, three tips that I was thinking about, you know, just tips to start to develop a healthy relationship with food. And the first of which I would say is to rely more on your own hunger and fullness levels versus any type of app or calorie tracker or macro tracker or diet plan or what or the clock, whatever it is, we want to rely more on your own hunger and fullness levels. This is another thing. Just society and diet culture makes us think that we shouldn't trust our bodies and that we don't know. But in reality, you want to trust your body. You want to get more in tune with your body. That's going to help you the most. Like your body knows best. If you're hungry, there's a reason why it's telling you that it's hungry, you know, and same with if you're full and it sounds like such a basic concept. And, you know, you may be thinking, oh, I know about hunger and fullness, like easy, but if you've been dieting for any length of time, you really do get out of sync with your body and it's harder to pick up on those hunger and fullness levels. So being able to tune into that more, um, oftentimes I'll have clients, we talk about a hunger and fullness scale. And some of you may have heard about this before, but it's thinking about hunger and fullness on a scale of one to 10. So one being that you are extremely hungry, like you're ravenous, and then 10 being that you are just overly full, like you're so stuffed. So if you think about this, you can use a scale 
before you eat, like while you eat, and even after you eat to reflect back. And you would ideally want to eat when you're about a three to a four, where you're somewhat hungry, but not overly hungry. And then stop whenever you're about like a six to a seven, where you're slightly full, but you're not like uncomfortably full. So I know it sounds like a super basic concept, but it is something that anyone can implement to really help to tune into your body more and just listen more and trust your body more. So that's kind of like first tip that I have for you guys. Um, Second of which is thinking about things that you can incorporate and add into your diet versus restricting versus taking it away. Because this is another thing people think that healthy eating is about restriction and taking things away and not being able to enjoy the good things in life. But it's like, No, really, like we can include more foods and eat a healthy diet. um, And that's so much more enjoyable. So just like, for example, it's like if you're having frozen pizza tonight with your family, for example, for me, I would try to add something to that frozen pizza to make it more nutritious. And for me, it may be like a, like a salad kit that's easy, it's um, fast, and it's going to add more like vitamins, minerals, fiber. So it's it's more so about what can you add to make it more nutritious and what can you add to make it more balanced. So that's kind of just like a, a different way to think about healthy eating and kind of get out of that restriction mindset that it really doesn't have to be like that. It's just like a little mindset shift to think about incorporating versus just taking away. And then third tip I have is, and we kind of mentioned this too, is just take the perfectionism out of healthy eating and healthy living. So I want you to tell yourself it's never going to be perfect. Healthy eating, healthy living, it's not going to be perfect. Despite the influencers online and how they make it seem, it's like in reality, it's not going to be perfect. And you want to think to yourself, like, how is it going to be sustainable? And really like be true to yourself with that. And it's okay. And I, I personally think healthy eating the best type of healthy eating is to be able to, you know, eat a salad when that feels good and eat ice cream when that feels good as well. So having like that, that mix of eating foods that are like quote healthier, but also things that are fun, you know, and just like really enjoyable to you. And what, what a beautiful way to practice self-care, you know, to, be able to sit down to food, to enjoy what you're eating, to eat all different types of food, to not have to be, you know, constantly thinking, is this good? Is this bad? Um, And, you know, to just have that both physical feeling of, I feel good because I'm eating foods that, you know, fuel me well. And also to have that emotional and kind of mental self-care of, you know, I don't have to be stressing over you know, the latest fad diet and is it the right choice or this or that, because it's just a sustainable way of living if you develop that healthy relationship with food. Um, So I love those tips that you gave and really such wonderful ways that you could make them into habits, you know, with the hunger scale, for example, you know, every time you sit down at the table, you can um, use that as your trigger and then ask yourself, okay, what, what hunger level am I Um, on my hunger scale and kind of incorporate that as a way to kind of check in with yourself. 
Um, so lots of wonderful tips that you've given us that really are um, truly what I would describe as can become habitual because they're small, they're simple, and they're something easy that we can kind of incorporate into our, our daily life. So tell me a little bit um, about what sort of um, resources you offer and where we'd be able to find you to get some more information. Yeah, so my website is motherhoodnutritioncoach.com or you can find me on Instagram. I'm at motherhood.nutrition. So I help clients um, through one-on-one nutrition coaching or I have an online nutrition course. You can go to my website and check those things out. But also I'm always doing different free trainings and challenges. So follow me on Instagram or sign up for my email list so you can stay up to date on different fun events and resources that I have coming up. Wonderful. Okay. Well, we will definitely have to go check it out. If you aren't following Katie on Instagram, please make sure that you go over and follow her, motherhood.nutrition. Katie, can you leave us with what is your favorite self-care activity that you enjoy doing? Oh, this is hard to pick just one. I know. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here with this one. Okay. So... This is kind of broad and not that glamorous, but honestly, just moving my body. I just feel so good when I move my body, whether or not it's just walking or doing some type of like exercise or running or hiking. I just, I feel so good. I I get that endorphin rush and it just feels like the best, best type. I feel so good after. So I would say just moving my body in different ways. Katie, we are birds of a feather because that is also mine as well. I totally agree with you. I just feel so good. I just feel like I'm just a happier and healthier mom when I um, get to do those things. So get to move a little bit. So I'm glad that we can um, share a common love for a little bit of movement. (laughs) For sure. I know. Thank you so much for having me today. This was awesome. Katie, thank you for being here. It's been such a pleasure to have you. If you're loving the Habit Maker Mama podcast, I want to invite you to check out our free five-day self-care plan so you can jumpstart your journey to incorporating self-care into your day as a busy mom. You can head to habitmakermama.com forward slash prioritize yourself challenge or head to the link in the show notes. You'll receive daily support to help you succeed in starting your journey. Again, head to habitmakermama.com forward slash prioritize yourself challenge. See you next time.